And I invite you to take your Bibles tonight. Please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The second weekend in November of 1998 was the last Sunday for Pastor Massacre at Faith Baptist Church in Hamilton. And the next week I became the pastor. And uh, just a week or two after that was the first Sunday in December. And like this church, we always did the Lord's Table the first Sunday of the month. And here I was not maybe thinking about that too much, just trying to keep my head above water most days and try to figure out this thing called pastoring a church. And I realized Lord's Table. And so that week I studied it out and wanted to learn more about it and kind of always practiced or thought of it as kind of an add-on to a service. You'd have your church service and have Lord's Table at the end or what have you, and more and more as my heart has gravitated towards the idea that we try to center the whole service around it. And so tonight, every song was about the Lamb of God or the cross, and everything was just geared towards that, and we should take some time just to focus on what the Lord has done for us. If we were to give a testimony, it ought to be about the cross or about salvation or about the blood that was shed, and and so we ought to always make sure that we're not railing against the Lord's table. It's important that we obey the Lord's command and follow this ordinance as he would have us do it. And so tonight I just want to take a few moments in the Word of God that, uh, to talk about. Uh, the topic tonight would be called, or the sermon title is, Broken for You. This is my body, which is broken for you. Last month I talked about the blood. But tonight I want to talk about his broken body. So 1 Corinthians chapter 11, if you'll look with me tonight in verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Lord, for the shed blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. We praise you tonight, Lord, that our sins have not just been covered, but cleansed, washed in the crimson flow. But for the next few moments, I pray that you'd focus our thoughts on the broken body, the agony and the suffering that he endured. Lord, Jesus Christ was very specific when he broke that bread. I said, this is my body, a picture of brokenness, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Every time we gather for the Lord's table, we're to remember the broken body of Christ. So Lord, may the Spirit of God help us tonight, speak to our hearts, move in our midst. Lord, as way of invitation tonight, we'll allow every person to have a moment to examine themselves before we take of this table tonight, that we might honor you in all that we do. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to give you just a few things tonight about his broken body. You know, this broken body was nothing new. When the Lord Jesus Christ came to give his life, they understood what it meant to shed the blood of a lamb. They had for centuries, thousands upon thousands of spotless lambs inspected by the priest were led to the slaughter in atonement for the people's sins. But that blood would only cover, not cleanse. And I thank God for a savior that cleansed my sin once and for all. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The psalmist wrote, Blessed is the man whose sins are 
covered, but I'm glad mine are cleansed today because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you about this broken body if I could, and we notice, first of all, the prophecy of his broken body. Do you know that they knew centuries before Christ would come that a Savior would come and give his life? Now, the the Jewish nation didn't understand that, perhaps. Even the disciples, the Bible says after he rose from the grave, they remembered some of the things that Jesus had taught them about his death and resurrection. But if we will look back tonight in Daniel, the book of, or sorry, book of Isaiah, chapter 53, I want you to examine with me a little bit this prophecy of the broken body. And we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 53, but when you get there, back up just a couple verses, Isaiah chapter 52, and notice with me verse 13. He says, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many were astonished at thee, listen to this, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations, the kings shall shut their mouths at him, for that which has not been told them shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. There's not a lot of detail there about his broken body other than this, his visage was so marred. We would not recognize the Lord Jesus Christ from the beatings that he took. And the Bible goes on in verse chapter 53 and says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with his rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Isaiah chapter 53, when we consider the prophecy of the broken body, we see very clearly that it was prophesied as a suffering servant. You can't read those verses of Scripture and not just see the suffering that our Lord Jesus Christ endured. He was bruised for our transgressions. He he was, uh, read on, he was uh, a man of sorrows, the Bible says. He has borne our griefs. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. He was prophesied as the suffering servant, but he was also prophesied as a sacrificial substitute. 
a sacrificial substitute. The Bible says there in in verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. Notice what it says at the end of verse 8, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. He was a substitute. He was sacrificed on our behalf. Daniel chapter 9 speaks also of this sacrificial substitute. He says, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks, listen to this, Messiah or shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. Not for himself. He echoes the thoughts of Isaiah as he's prophesied as a sacrificial substitute. When the Lord Jesus Christ would die, it wouldn't be for himself. It'd be for our sins, for our transgressions, and for our iniquities. You know, the mark of authenticity of any prophecy in the Word of God is is simply this. Has it been fulfilled? The New Testament is a ringing endorsement of the Old Testament prophecy, isn't it? We know for a fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross, was buried, he rose again, but before any of that happened, he would suffer agony at the hands of his abusers. All these scriptures that we read in Isaiah and Daniel have been perfectly fulfilled as we consider the prophecy of his broken body. But I want you to look in Isaiah 53 again and notice the purpose of his broken body. The purpose. Notice verse 5. There's so much just in this one verse. He was wounded for, what's that next word? Our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. We are the purpose. I think think Brother Tony sings a song, I am the reason, or for I am the reason. I think Judy sings it as well. I am the reason that Jesus Christ died. He gave his life in sacrifice, not for himself. He was a substitute. He died on our behalf. As I look at some of those things and just think of some of those words, the Bible says wounded for our transgressions. The word there in the Greek literally means wounded, but it it has the idea of defilement. He was shamed as well in his wounding. The wounding that they pierced Christ and they beat Christ with was not just to hurt him. It was to shame him. It was to bring him low. There's no greater shame. I I don't think a Roman soldier could have ever shamed him in comparison to him bearing our sins. That's far worse than any man could ever do to him. When God laid upon him the iniquity of us all, and he bore all of that for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. You say, what is transgressions? It simply means the breaking of God's law. To transgress God's law. The Bible says he was bruised for our iniquity. The word bruised means to be crushed or broken. I believe that's what Paul is referring to when he, when he writes about the quotes of the Lord Jesus Christ at the Last Supper. This is my body which is broken for you. Bruised, broken, crushed. He was bruised for our iniquities. The word iniquities means our our wickedness or our propensity to sin. 
In other words, we transgress the law because we have a sin nature. And so because of our iniquities and because of our sin, we, tr- we were also transgressors of the law. It was natural for us to break God's law because we were sinners. Then he says the chastisement of our peace. In other words, in order for us to have peace with God, somebody had to be punished. And the Lord Jesus Christ was chastised for our peace. It was placed upon him, the penalty, the wrath of sin, placed upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says with his stripes, we are healed. Obviously, stripes is making reference to the lashing that he took. But I believe it also has a more general, broad sense of just the general torment that he felt. Somebody might say by way of expression today that they must take their stripes. And I believe that's what the writer is saying here. All the wrath of God, all the pain that he suffered, all the agony and the anguish. Because of all of that, we are healed. Now, Some look for a physical healing here, but I believe this is all spiritual. As we look at all the things that he did, it was to save our souls from hell. And I believe he's referring to his spiritual healing. In other words, when we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we can be made whole spiritually. He's come to save our souls, to seek and to save that which was lost. Now, no doubt he is God, and he has the ability to heal physically if he so desires. But I don't want you to twist this scripture. I believe he's speaking about our souls and how desperately we need a Savior. That is the purpose of his broken body. Thirdly, I want you to see in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, back in our text, the picture of his broken body. So now as we come into the New Testament, it's been prophesied, we've been given his purpose, but now we see the picture. In verse 23, he says, For I have received the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. As we think about the picture tonight, we think of a remembrance. It's a memorial. This do in remembrance of me. There's some that would teach a doctrinal error that says it turns into the very literal body of Christ. The moment that that wafer in some churches or the unleavened bread is placed upon your tongue, it literally becomes the body of Christ. It's called the doctrine of transubstantiation. It's a big word, but that's what it means. It literally becomes the body of Christ. Jesus Christ said this to in remembrance of me. It's just a memorial. It's something to help us remember. And so tonight we picture the body of Christ in this unleavened cracker Without leaven because it's a picture of sin and the Lord Jesus Christ had no sin. And his body was broken for us and so we remember it in that way. But also I want you to notice there's a restoration that takes place. The Bible says in verse 24, This do in remembrance of me after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance for me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, look what it says, you show the Lord's death. Till he come. We're reminded that Jesus is coming again. Amen. There's a day of restoration. We, we sometimes we look for that physical healing. Friend, it's coming. Yeah. What a day that will be. Amen. When my Jesus I shall see. Amen. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes to redeem his own and we are forever changed to be in his presence. 
And so we look forward at the Lord's table. We look back in a remembrance, but we also look forward to a restoration. And we are to remember this until he comes. Isn't it sad today that we look around in our society and the name of Jesus is just a cuss word? Take it in vain. The world doesn't want to remember Jesus at all. I'm so glad that we are in a church that we will strive our best to remember what Christ has done for us to that very moment he comes again. The Bible says that as we come to the Lord's table, that every man is to examine himself. Verse 28. But let a man examine himself and let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that drinketh and or eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Notice what he says. He says, as he eateth and drinketh that bread and that cup. It's not the body. It's not the blood. It's a memorial. It's a picture. And so friends, let's follow the Lord's command tonight. Let us examine ourselves. You say, well, I'm not worthy. Nobody's worthy. But we are to come in a worthy manner. Cleansed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ because only his blood can make us worthy. And so let us practice 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful. He is just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Let us go to prayer.